This is Rob Pincus, and you're listening to Talking Lead. Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is Zeke. And how's it going, Left Hand? There's Left Hand here. We are at the NRA in Houghton. Yes, we are. We're on the top of the Lone Wolf bus trailer. What the heck is this thing? I don't know. It's a high-rise. It's freaking awesome, though. We, yeah, we're like, we feel like kings up here because we're looking around the whole convention the whole floor, and convention. no one has anything like this. Everybody's down on the floor. Looking down on our minions. Awesome. Uh, it's pretty cool, though. You're going to have a little abbreviated version of the show this week because you'll hear a bunch of the recorded interviews we did, and also we've got a live interview. We've got, we've got a, a special guest here with us. A ton of video also that we're going to be posting. Oh, a ton of video. I don't know how video. many YouTube videos are going to go up from this thing. We've interviewed a ton of people. Nice. I mean, we've done like three years worth of work, two In days. Four days. We've been here four days? Three days. Yeah. Three days. I don't know. Two days. We've been here a hell of a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce uh, our guest. Okay, we got a special guest here with us. Chris, you want us to use your last name at all? Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. How, how do you pronounce You're it? You know Secret Squirrel? <laughs> I've, I've read it. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm a recovering Secret Squirrel. No, I, sh- I don't. I don't hide my nuts. I show them to everybody. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Just hang them out there for everybody to see. That's hey great. guys, I'm, my name is Christopher Mark Heben. I'm a former U.S. Navy SEAL, and awesome. I'm hanging hanging out with these two fine gentlemen at the NRA convention here in Houston. Very cool. Fine We're gentlemen. glad to have you. Appreciate you joining us today. Ah, happy to be here. Yeah, we've met uh, a number of Navy SEALs this week. We have. We got, we, we just got done meeting with uh, Larry Lasky over okay. at Frog yeah, Lube. Larry, absolutely. Frog Lube is a great product. Oh my gosh, Frog Lube is awesome. We had an AR-15 beauty contest. One of the guys, he's a Green Beret, brought in some Frog Lube as a, as a prize. We usually are Hoppies 9 guys, and he pulled out the Frog Lube, and we smelled it, and we like started playing with it. We're like, this stuff is the greatest stuff on earth. And then he puts <laughs> it in his mouth. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah we were there meeting like him, and he licked it. Safe. It was awesome. You but Sam it. did it, too. When yeah, we it, no, Sam sprayed it in his mouth. He had a spray bottle. Yeah. He kind of like he sprayed it in like, his mouth. Like, Chlor- yeah. cell, you know, well, the good thing is. with that is, like, if you have any concerns with, you know, if you have some you know, cancer scares or if you, you have cancer in your family and this and that, you, you know you're not going to be using any kind of, like, nasty-ass chemical. It's right. Like you could actually swallow, and, and, and it's, it's good for you. Oh, yeah. So we were stoked about that. Yeah, uh, frog lose the Talked business. to him for a good long time. Yeah, we're everywhere, man. Seals are are all over the place. We're and the great thing about it is, you know, I'll let, I'll let you finish that and interrupt, but uh, we got guys like you because you guys were telling us, I mean, there's tons of people that go around saying they're Navy SEALs and they're not, you know, and you guys have a way to weed, weed those people out Heck real yeah. quick. Well, you know, the FBI estimates that for every real SEAL, there's at least 3,000 imposters. Really? Yeah, it's, it's like the thing to say, you know, and I can't fault a guy if he's saying it to like, you know, hook up with a chick or something like that. Like, you yeah. know, it may be good on you, you know. But, uh, Only if he hooks up with it. Though. Right. Right, right. Yeah. If, but if you're using you. it to, you know, to monetize <laughs> oh. it, if you're using it, if you're monetizing, you know, my blood, sweat, and tears, and and, and my buddies' lives and stuff, yeah. that's just straight that's out, flat out douchebaggery, man. Yeah, we'll find you. We'll get you. There's a guy in Virginia Beach. He's a retired senior chief named Don Shipley, and you can Google Don Shipley. That is his job in life to ferret out these spineless weasels, and he does an excellent That's job awesome. at it. He's, awesome. he's all over like YouTube and stuff. So, Don's, so it's so rampant yeah. they've actually had to get somebody to. Yeah, yeah. Well, people don't realize 
if you went through BUDS or SEAL training and were signed to a team, you are in a database. Your mm-hmm. name exists. It's not like, oh, I was a secret squirrel, blah, 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 and I, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not on a database. That's yeah, I'm a race for all databases. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. You're on it there. is there. And if right. you're not on that list, you don't exist in that community. But then you guys so. have other ways, and we're not going to give those away on how oh, to weed yeah. people out, too. Yeah. Absolutely. I can ask you a series of, you know, two questions, and you'll know, you know if you don't have the right answers, you are going to meet my knee is going to meet your face. <laughs> That's something you don't want, I can tell you right now. Right? They were hanging out with another SEAL from uh, Reaper Outdoors, Ron. Ron. He's another good guy. Yeah, Ron's awesome. Gave us the same exact spiel you just gave us about finding out the, uh, yeah. the fakies. <laughs> it's, it's cool, man. It's cool to, like, you see a dude, in, no kidding, you see a guy in the airport, and he's rocking a, a SEAL trident, like, big as life, a real... No shit, legit one that I would wear on a uniform. Right. And he's got it, like, on his hat or on a bag or something like You come up to you, but, hey, man, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's just looking at you with that blank stare. <laughs> and you just live physically, you just, tell him, you just tell him, hey, I'm going to remove that piece of kit from, from your person or from your gear right now. And, right. you know, it would behoove you just to let it happen that <laughs> <Behoove> way. <you. laughs> yeah. Don't fight it. And they usually don't say behoove anything. Behoove. They yeah. usually have this, you know, they, they become very apologetic. So what about, what about fanboys out there like myself who yeah. are into these morale patches and, they you know, they might have a morale patch with the... Well, that's right. cool. I don't have one, but I'm just saying. Well, and the coolest thing you can say, if, if a real SEAL comes up to you and asks you about something, he's questioning, are you trying to, like, perpetrate or something like that? Like, oh, no, man, I'm a, I'm a big fan, and yeah, this yeah. and that, and, or, or hey, a SEAL gave this to me, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, dude, it's cool, man, and you'll strike up a conversation. We're very, very friendly guys. Right, you know, right. we're, we're so secure with our own badassery and, <laughs> and, and ass-kickery that, you know what, we... That, we don't have to reach into that bag unless it's like right. absolutely necessary. Yeah. So I just so. wanted to make sure it wasn't inappropriate, you know, oh, no. to do that. Okay. No. But Zeke, though, dude, for you guys listening right now, he is a massive man. He's huge. <laughs> He's six seven. You know, two hundred and seventy. Well. Maybe 300 pounds, but he's, 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 he's a big dude. So, you know, we were hanging out last night, and, and uh, he was the biggest guy of the, of the crew, but I think the smallest guy was like 6'4", 255. So I was like hiding right in the middle of him. I felt yeah. really, I felt more I, I safe been, than I ever have. I would have been the smallest guy there. That, that was me. <laughs> well, no, you were the guy feeding me the beers. Yeah, that's right. I'm my gonna, boys happy. I'm not going to fault you for that. Though. <laughs> you didn't keep me safe. You kept me intoxicated. There you go. Yeah, we even had a guy come up to, he, he came up to me and I was standing next to Chris and he was like hey do you know so and so from team six and I'm sitting there going Asking is that you? a basketball team I was on it at some point <laughs> and I'm, I'm just trying to rack my brain going and then it hit me oh seal team six and I was like no 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 he's the seal over there <laughs> it was yeah. a movie wasn't it I told myself you should have went with it man that would have been amazing it would have been fun to watch <laughs> stumble your way through it you know no because then I would have ended up in that conversation you got stuck in for no, an hour I'm going to give you a hall pass man totally you got totally, a freebie totally. when he's with yeah. you right matter of fact you know the, uh, my buddy that I'm here with Todd uh-huh. uh, yeah you know, Todd Knight, he was a support tech at the team. You have your operators and you have support tech. Mm-hmm. You know, behind every every seal is is a couple of awesome techs. You know, they keep your weapons squared away because right. your your op tempo was so intense that a lot of times stuff, stuff gets broken and you don't have the minutes in a day to fix it. So you, sure. you check it in and you pick it up when it's done and you, you appreciate that so well. But right. you know, we, we tell these guys, you know, hey, you know, do your job. That's all we ask you to do. You know, um, but Todd does his job very very well. And uh, but we tell him, hey, you be a seal for a night, and I'll be the tech. We always kind of switch roles, you know. Uh, yeah. it, it's kind of like you have the superheroes and the sidekicks. Our techs are we don't look at them as sidekicks. So is a, is a tech a seal also? No, no, they're not. They're they're, okay. they're regular navy personnel that get assigned to a seal team, 
and you know, you got some of these texts that are amazing, and you have some that you just need to make them go away. Right. You know? When I say go away, I mean just like have them leave the command. Seriously, like, <laughs> yeah. Go somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. Go to another division. But, huh? You know, Todd's not one of those dudes. He's he's amazing. He's amazing. Well, that's cool. Uh, so you were telling us that's kind of a past life of yours, and uh, you're mm-hmm. on to bigger and better things now. Tell us a little bit about what it is you do now. Yeah, you know, I've, I've uh, I, I transitioned into doing some consulting and for media and television. Um, after Bin Laden got shot in the face, uh, I made a, a, a lot of big splashes on major news networks, you know, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, Headline News, and uh, which led to uh, some appearances on Discovery Channel, History Channel, Military Channel. I did uh, Secrets of SEAL Team Six, uh, cool, and then another show called Inside Bin Laden's Lair. I did a show called um, Black Ops, America's Book of Secrets. It's like a long-running TV show, and they had a right. Black Ops edition. So uh, then I did a U.K. show for Channel 4 called WikiLeaks, uh, Secrets and Lies, the Julian Assange story. So I've made some splashes. I recently returned from Africa. I was there for six weeks, and we filmed a, um, an anti-poaching show. I can't tell you the network, but it's a major U.S. and international television network. The show is going to air Q4 of this year, so probably oh, awesome. late September, early October. Cool. We'll be looking for that yeah, one. And they'll probably announce it within the next couple months. But what I, I network really were those other it. shows on that you were telling us about? Uh, those were on Discovery Channel, Military Channel, History Channel. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this this network is, uh, Discovery Channel is the parent corporation. That's all I'm going to say. And so it'll air in Q4. It's an it's a anti-poaching show. Uh, me and a good buddy of mine, Travis Lively. Travis is another former SEAL. He was heavily featured in that uh, Discovery Channel show called Bud's Class 234. Okay. So Travis and I, him and I went to boot camp together. We took awesome. the SEAL screening test on the same day. There was 125 dudes that took the test. Cool. Four of us passed it, and all four of us, four of us became SEALs. Right. But Travis was the best man at my wedding, so I've known him forever. So it only makes sense that him and I are... Uh, in Africa, chasing down Poachers. people that are yeah, Poach. poaching. That's cool. Poaching How fun animals, was so. that? It was it was amazing. It was a lot of challenges, though. Yeah. I mean, it's serious. I'm not trying to make light of it, but at the same time, I mean, it had to have been fun. It, it was fun, and people don't realize that Africa, as a continent, loses about 150 elephants a day. Wow. So from elephant poaching from standpoint alone, if we don't do something to mitigate that severely, within the next four years, there will be no elephants left alive in the wild. Wow. So that's you know, that's that's pretty crazy. So you know it's uh it was a, it was a good anti poaching project, and you guys will hear more about that when I'm allowed to talk. I'll, I'll come back on and give you guys cool. an exclusive. It's, it's interesting you said that because I said this on a past show. You know I love hunting, and mm-hmm. you know I, lo- I I would love to go on some exotic hunts. But I was watching one of the I can't remember if it was Sportsman's Channel or Outdoor Network, and they were doing exotic hunts and they were hunting elephants. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, there was just something that was like oh. Right. Right, this is wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's like the elephant, and our, our listeners can go, "Oh, you pansy!" But there was just something there that just made elephants, me feel uncomfortable. Everything else are like, I've seen that, like doesn't faze me. But yeah, because obviously there's an intelligence there. I mean, yeah. you can see it, you can just feel it, and you know, it's absolutely, just, it's just wrong to, to kill an elephant. It's crazy. One of my buddies was was in Africa like 30 years ago. And he ran it to, literally, it was, a, it was a baby elephant. It was about five, six-year-old elephant. And he had a good relationship with it. It was at an orphanage. They, he fed it all the time and, sure. you know, petted it. And they talked and That's chatted. Awesome. And, and elephants are like horses. If you blow into their trunk, like you blow into a horse's snout, mm-hmm. kind of helps them to, you imprint yourself on oh, that wow. animal. So, wow. so my buddy went back to Africa 25 years later and had his son with him, a you know, 10-year-old kid. And this elephant comes out of the bush and comes right up to him and it's this elephant that he met 25 25 years ago 
and he's sniffing all over over my buddy and his kid like every square inch. And then he take the the mama elephant takes back off into the into the bush and comes back with her baby. Oh, wow. she was not satisfied until my buddy had like touched every square inch of her baby. Of her baby, because it was That's like a amazing. sharing thing, you know. Yeah. So so I know what you're saying, man. Yeah. Um, I hunt. I, I've I've hunted you know elk, black bear. Yeah. I'm a big white-tailed guy. Being from Ohio, I mean that's sure. big-ass white-tailed deer country. But yeah. I feel the same way about yeah. elephant. There's hunting. just something about the elephant. It is like yeah. when they, they you live see for it. seventy years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the sad thing is, is ivory right now is at an all-time high value, four thousand sure. dollars a kilo. So wow. by the time your average bull elephant is about forty-five years old, they've right. got about a half a million dollars worth of ivory hanging on their face. Wow. You know the Good African Lord. elephant is. Uh, uh, Loxidanta africana, which mm-hmm. basically means big ass toothed African animal. <laughs> so, yeah. And they've got six teeth, and right. two of them are worth a lot of money. That's so amazing. It's, it's a big problem. Yeah. So, so Wasn't been, there a guy over here that had some elephant tusks? Yeah, in the, um, it was in the, out, over in the, the outfitters area. Yeah. The, okay. the hunting lodge out. Interesting. Something like that. We didn't stop by to see what that was about. but I'm, So if we, hear, if, we hear, if we hear screaming and stuff in about an hour, about you know, 100 <laughs> yards that way, we know Chris has yeah, found it. We know him. where Chris went. Yeah. <laughs> it was not me. So I got no that project, and in, in, uh, I'm, I'm working on some stuff with Outdoor Channel, trying to get get on uh, a couple of shows that they have. and They're, they're making a show with uh, me and my fiance uh, Nicole McLean. So should be some interesting things. I'm also the voice, I'm the narrative voice for Under Armour's hunting show that's coming out this July on Outdoor Channel. It's called Ridge Reaper. So you nice. won't see me, but you'll cool. you'll hear me doing doing all the narration on the scenes. Awesome. Okay. So you know, I'm getting into the television. So you're going to be like projects. the hunting Morgan Freeman. I would I would like that. I would like that. You know? Morgan Freeman. I, I want I, I want Mike Rowe's job. <laughs> but uh, you know I know you guys are in Nashville and that's, this is very very cool for me because you know I'm 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 writing some country music. I'm a big country yeah. music fan and and I've I've written four songs, awesome, five man. songs, and I'm putting you know, uh, put anything an album published together. yet? No, nothing. I've I've kind of just waiting to launch that until I you know figure out exactly what's the best way to do it and how to mm-hmm. navigate those shark infested waters and nice. so are you doing, is it country music yes country music yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah Can we've got us? a lot of listeners in nashville they may have uh some recording hookups Can you there. give us a little the little yeah. snippet of uh well yeah i tell you what um i wrote a, i wrote a song called the patriot or, or patriot i call it and uh-huh. um it's, it's basically about you know the emotional and mental drama and trauma that that takes place with families and and also with the with the guys that are leaving. Gotcha. So it's called Patriot. I'll, I'll just I'll sing a little bit of it. Um, I got the call to leave today. My team and I are going away. Where to? How long? Well, that's a need to know. But you can bet on us, cause we're good to go. It's tough at home, but they know the drill. We've been doing it for years. Goodbyes at the terminal gate. Little faces red with tears. You see, it's not just me, it's my family. They pay a price, too, and it shows. It's a fear in their eyes, it's my baby's cries. Wondering if I'll come back when I go. So that's the first verse, and the chorus goes like this. I'm a patriot. I bleed red, white, and blue. I'm a patriot. Does that word bother you? And I'll fight for this land I love. From the sea, the ground, or from high above. Cause I'm a patriot. Damn right my heart beats true. Nice. Good, man. Yeah. Good job. 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 Good job
job, so, man. You know, that's awesome. A, you know, that's going to be so a that's hit, Patriot. Brother. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and obviously, you know, I'm not warmed up, and, you know, my pipes are kind of... Well, kinda you've been rut, yelling. You know, right. Sure, yeah. I've, been, I've yeah. been rolling on eight hours of sleep for the last three days total. No, so. I mean, that's off the hill. That was awesome, dude. How big is your stove? Because you've got a ton of pots on that thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a cool song. I got another song called Nervous, another song called Since September. And, uh, you know, Nervous is a kind of a, a, a thing that, that, that my girl says... You know, when I, you know, start to get kissing on her and touching on her and stuff, uh-huh. she's like, you make me nervous. And, of course, nervous kind of means, like, I'm, uh-huh. getting riled, I'm getting riled up in a good way, you know. So, yeah. so nervous, but I apply it to myself. Getting randy. So, yeah. So, yeah, man, I'd love to, love to get some traction. Speaking from, of speaking of your lovely lady we met yeah. last night. Yes, yes. She's quite a uh, badass herself. Yes, she's, a, yeah. she's an avid huntress. Matter of fact, she's been, she's been slaying animals Longer than I have. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Nicole McLean, her website's NicoleMcLean.com. She's, she's a good gal, um, beautiful, smart, just she loves to get at it. And when Animal or, or an Outdoor Channel came up, with, uh, up to us and said, hey, we want to do a show with you, they knew that she was legit and they knew that I was legit, legit because you could see that on television. Right. If someone's faking and perpetrating. Oh, you can't hide that. Yeah. Right. Right. right, so you yeah. know, so she's she's totally legit, and she's easy on the eyes. Um, she's very she's a she's a great listener. When you're talking to her, she is doing nothing but looking right at you, right in the yeah. eyes. She makes you feel like you're the oh, yeah. only person in the room. Yeah. And you know, and I noticed that last night. That's a skill that I've learned from her. I try right. to do that more and more because I'm impressed when I when I when I watch her do that. I'm like, that is a ama- that is amazing. That is a skill that like everyone should learn. Very intelligent, very yeah. smart. You know, yeah. And do you think you could tell the uh, deer on the side of the road story as well as she did? But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great story. So, so, so Nicole and I are going. We're going out to uh, to the place where we hunt at. We're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, kind of do some maintenance to our deer stands and stuff because right. we're planning on getting back to them like in a, in a, in a week, the, the next weekend. Sure. So we're, we're taking off in the truck and. Um, we're, dri- we're driving on the highway, and she comes to a screeching halt. I'm like, baby, what the, what the hell's going on? What, what, what happened? She's like, she didn't say anything. She just throws it in reverse and just, you know, hauls ass back the other way. Right. So she sees this, this uh, eight-pointer on the road just hit by a car, laying there dead, probably been dead for a couple hours. So she, she, wants, she wants the antlers off of this thing because she wants to use them to, <laughs> to rattle with, you know? So, there you go. Yeah. And, of course, as luck would have it, like, she normally carries, like, a, a, a buck saw, a folding saw in the back of the car in this kit bag that we the have. Standard like equipment our, for yeah, her, right? Well, it's <laughs> like her zombie apocalypse bag, there right? There you go. So we don't have this. So I've got this, like, Spyderco tactical fold around me that's got a little bit of, a, like, a one-and-a-half-inch saw blade on the back end of it. So I'm, like, sawing the <laughs> Antlers, you know, we're out there for like thirty minutes, changing and switching out because my I'm burning out both of my biceps and shoulders, and then I hand her the knife and she does the same thing. So we're like round robin, and you know, yeah, my gosh. so this cop pulls up. He's like, "What the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> are you molesting that deer?" I'm like, "Look, you know, this thing was dead on the road. We dragged it onto the berm, and now we're we're harvesting these these you know antlers because we want to use them." He's like, "Well, you guys can't can't just do that." If you're going to mess with the deer or touch it at all, you have to take it. Make you take the whole deer. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Son of a so we keep it, uh, at least he helped me lift it up in the truck, right? Because yeah, I yeah. wasn't going to ask Nicole to do it. So, so we threw it up in the truck, and we're, so now we're continuing on our journey to our hunting site, and we pass this, like, volunteer fire department. Sure. So she's, like, takes another crazy-ass, you know, turn. <laughs> She's like, doing? I know they have a saw in there. <laughs> so you got these two 23-year-old dudes just in a you know a little sleepy Saturday morning, just probably watching TV yeah, or playing Xbox or some shit, right? right. right. And then here comes this hot brunette. <laughs> 
covered in blood, covered in blood, <laughs> wearing you know real tree hardwoods, and, and and she coming in asking if they have a saw. And these dudes are like, "What in the world? What? Who yeah, are they're you? Freaking out. What are you? You know? Yeah. Are you okay? Right? They don't know if they're turned on or grossed out or just freaked <laughs> they're a little out. Right? Bit of both. Right? So, <laughs> so you know, they had a sawzall. We we. Uh, Managed to, to get the antlers off, and you know we still have them. We use them to rattle, but it's just a great story. It's that just is cra- crazy. She's intense. And you can never get rid of those antlers now. No, we we won't. We you won't. should engrave something on them uh, for that for that incident. <laughs> yeah, ro- be cool. Roadside roadkill antlers. There you go. We're getting the wrap up sign, but I want to get into something real quick okay. before we go. Yeah, uh, you know all, our listeners know my, my medical background too. So yeah. when I heard you talking about your your other business, one mm-hmm. of the other pots on the fire. Yeah, uh, that was pretty fascinating. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, so when I when I left the teams, I did some work for Blackwater uh, for a few years. Uh, on some agency contracts, they had a program called Select, which was exactly that. It was a very select program for you know, certain qualifications. So I did that, and I had my fifth brush with death. I'm like, i got to stop doing this shit. So I started a company with my business partner, who's a medical doctor, called Medical Security International, or MSI. And MSI exists to basically take you to a take you to a bad place and bring you home or come and get you from a bad place and bring you home. We're like a medical concierge. Mm-hmm. So, but our guys are all former spec op dudes who are now high level to mid-level medical practitioners, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, or MDs who are former Delta Force guys, SEALs, Green Berets, some Marine Special Forces dudes, some MARSOC guys. So mm-hmm. I call them hybrid, hybrid operators or cerebral commandos. We can shoot, move, communicate, and work a bag of medicine. So right now it's a niche market. We cater to really high net worth folks who are worth hundreds of millions, mm-hmm. billions of dollars. Um, you know, they want to go to Mexico to visit a business that they bought, some sort of manu- manufacturing plant. Right. So they come to me and say, hey, what's the climate like there? Hey, sir, you don't want to go there right now. They're just killing people every right. day there on the roads and stuff. Right. But yeah, so they'll pay me for my advice and for my connections. And when we do launch, they'll, they'll you know, pay me to put a couple guys onto that detail. Right. Um, if we don't go with them, if they do go somewhere, they can call us at any time. Anywhere we'll come and get them with a vetted, legit, U.S.-staffed, English-speaking, up-to-date asset, whether that's a helicopter or an airplane. So, so they'll, they'll, they'll pay us you know, about $10,000 a year for the privilege of making that phone call. But when they make Almost that, like a retainer. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. When they make that phone call, though, when we come get them, it's, it usually runs about $250,000, $275,000. But if you're worth $3 billion, that's like you yeah. or I stroking well, a check if you're for in trouble, bucks. Yeah. You know, If they're right. in trouble, what's, they your, what's your life worth? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So you know you get a competent crew of former spec ops guys that can treat any medical issue whether you've been shot stabbed blown up or you know like, low blood sugar yeah it's just the, like you got in your training and you're you're trained to probably don't know what you're getting into but once you get there you can quickly assess and then make absolutely. make adjustments on the run absolutely so they're you know they're paying for that kind of yeah you can take care of them medically and if it hits the fan you've got people who tactically know what to do yep. yeah so, yep yeah. guys are cool calm collected and, and we know what to do awesome you know? So, yeah, so I got a lot of irons in the fire, man. I, I tell you what. You just uh, said Navy SEAL. Let me, get, let me see. Let's run down the list here. Navy SEAL. Uh, you're a, uh, a, a writer. A writer. Yeah, singer. Writer, singer. Uh, musician. I assume musician. you play uh, some instruments as well. Of course, we didn't have one here for you. I can snap my fingers, brother. That's it. There you go. My, Air guitar. My voice, my voice is, my, is my instrument. <laughs> <laughs> Air guitar. Yeah. Uh, you're uh, an actor. Actor, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Probably a producer as well. Probably producing. Yeah. Type stuff, entrepreneur, uh, and then uh, the hunting uh, Morgan Freeman, yeah, with with yeah. your medical uh, 
Thing there, so. lot, Good lord, man! You got a lot of hats, a lot of, lot of kettles on the stove, kettles on the, on the stove. pots on the fire, fires yeah. in the fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I got to throw yeah. our Canadian He's got brothers. A lot of stuff. Our guys up in Canada call them kettles. So. Kettles, kettles. Yeah. They're kettles. It's a whole yeah. different kettle of fish. But I tell you what, you know that stuff. What makes me the most happy and satisfied is 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 the creating stuff, the music, the you know the television. I love to sing, and I'll, I just hopefully I get some traction in Nashville. Yeah. Did I say Nashville? You said Nashville, Nashville but, you know, Nashville will work, too. Smashville. Smashville. <laughs> Nashville. Smashville. Nashville. Yeah. Man, I, I, if Nashville can throw me some love, that'd be great. We've got a you bunch know, there. It's there. I think, yeah. I think yeah. you've got Keith, the connections. Call me, call me brother. There Toby. <laughs> Toby's listening. You know, Dallas you know Mark Davidson. Wills was here. Did you, did, you, uh, did you meet with no, Mark Wills? I, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Because he's, know. you know, he's a host of one of these shows on the Outdoor really? Network, uh, and he's in country music as well. He's a big country music guy. You know, oh, I, he got, a, here, I huh? got a call from CMT. I guess they're coming out with a some kind of shoot 'em up show, like a kind of like a um, Top Shot type thing. So you know, they call me. I submitted. I submitted my information. You know, pictures and bio and things like that. So I think that's right up my alley. You know, okay. I shoot and I sing. Come on now. So the only thing I also want to know about MSI is how do we get one of those shirts? You know what? That's I, awesome. Um, I like the US hat. Elite Gear is uh-huh. going to be carrying because I'm one of their featured yeah, yeah, yeah. bloggers and stuff like that. Sure. We're going to be carrying hats and T-shirts probably within the next. And the public two will weeks. be able to order them. Yes, they can go right on there and gotcha. click. You know, my CMA swag a, or something. Do you have a website for MSI? I don't. Okay, we, we purposely don't. Oh, okay, like yeah, I got, mouth, you know, yeah, it's like download gotcha. stuff. These those guys when they're worth that much money, they just want everything on the DL. Yeah, gotcha. that's not. Do you have really like super go extra for, huge? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think we have double XL. That's what we're. It'd be yeah. fine. Yeah, mean, these fit. are American Apparel shirts, so they're kind of flexy. Yeah. One of those this, lids. This one's American. Man, I love your lid. One. I like yeah. that one. So yeah. that same fabric, yeah. very comfortable. All right, appreciate it, Chris. Thanks yeah. for coming out. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. All right, we're back here at the Talking Lead Studios in Nashville. We're no longer in Houston. I am going to play something really cool for you guys. We had the opportunity to interview Arlie Ermy, the gunny from Full Metal Jacket, also from several commercials, other movies. Awesome, awesome guy. He gave us the permanent new intro to the Jack Wagon of the Week. So here you go. Hey, Ralph, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week. So brace yourself, baby. That was awesome. Arlie Ermy doing our Jack Wagon of the Week intro. And it's going to be like that from now on. So anyways, our Jack Wagon of the Week this week. I don't know if any of you have followed all the press that was going on down at the NRA convention. Rob Pincus, a well-known trainer, um, firearms trainer, self-defense trainer, was teaching a home defense class. And he made the comment that, you know, if you're in your house and you hear a ruckus, you're up in the middle of the night, what's your first instinct? Your first instinct is go to your kid's room and protect your children. That's going to be my instinct if I did, if I had that situation. But what he was saying was, if you put a gun inside a quick access safe under combination that only you know or your spouse knows, the kids don't have access to, and you put it in a very safe and secure place in your kid's room, then you don't have to worry about running to your room to get your firearm and your kids being alone. So you can get straight to your kid's room, protect them from there, barricade yourself in if you're not able to get them and yourself out of the house, out of the situation. After that, he said, if you're worried about your kids getting into your safe, getting into your firearm safe, without your knowledge, without your permission, then you get a lot more problems going on in your household than just uh, somebody breaking in. I think that's what he said, somebody breaking in. Uh, and the crowd laughed. It was, they, they thought I was, you know, made a little funny there. Well, one of the media outlets, their headline was, 
Rob Pincus says, keep your gun in your kid's room and crowd laughs. Well, some of the fallout from that, Rob goes on to this gentleman named Tom Hartman show. And he is officially going to be our Jagwagon of the Week. I'm going to play the clip and you just kind of try to figure out why he's our Jagwagon of the Week this week. Welcome back to the Tom Hartman program. Six minutes past the hour. Last week at the NRA convention, or last weekend at the NRA convention, one of the speakers who got the most publicity, whether he wanted it or not, was Rob Pincus, who a firearms and personal defense expert, professional trainer, the owner of ICE Training, his website, icetraining.us, when he suggested that guns should be stored in kids' bedrooms, in gun lockers in their bedrooms, and... A lot of us went on the air afterwards and said, well, I, really? So I thought I would just ask him in person. Rob Pincus, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you, uh, Are you a parent? I am. I mean, I, you know, I, I've raised three kids. I was one myself. I have three brothers. Um, I, I can tell you, I remember when we were, my parents never owned a gun. But I remember when I was like maybe six or seven years old and my parents were gone. We had a babysitter and we found a box of condoms in my dad's bedroom <laughs> and it was well concealed. And we didn't know what they were. We thought they were really cool balloons. And when my parents came home, they discovered me and my three brothers out in the front yard with like 10 or 15 blunt. Okay, you got to see Rob Pincus's face when he starts to say this. There's just a slight cringe like, what? What are you saying? up condoms these giant balloons bouncing them around uh you know i'm I, I just can't you know in retrospect can't imagine my father's humiliation and the and the poor little babysitter she had no idea what they were and what was going on she was you know some uh, 13 14 year old had that been a gun rather than a condom i shudder to think what would have happened do you really think the guns should be stored in kids bedrooms well i don't think you have got to be kidding me now i'm going to fast forward towards the end and he says something a little even more jackwagony here towards the end. So, what what I'm curious about is how we think that calling 911 instantly solves the problem. The I'm not saying it does. At the at the seminar that has gotten so much attention uh, at the NRA convention, I taught one on Friday, one on Saturday, and one on Sunday. The first step that we teach in a three step plan is to evade. The first thing we teach is get out of the house. If you're standing by the back door and the bad guy's coming in the front door, get out. But again, as a parent, if the kids are upstairs, I'm not going to run out the back door. I'm going to run upstairs to where the kids are. I'm not going to abandon my family and hope the police get there in time. But see, we should, I, you know, yeah, well, I don't, I, I just think even having this conversation. Uh, one of my callers earlier asked me to ask you, why is it that when people with guns uh, who are white are they're identified as shooters when they're when they're Muslim or people of color that identified as terrorists? I can't answer that. <laughs> oh, okay. right. He's ridiculous. So, anyways, this Tom Hartman guy, he is our Jack Wagon of the Week. Tom Hartman, welcome to the Jack Wagon Train. Uh, if you want to see that video, you can go to Rob Pincus's YouTube channel. It's just Rob Pincus, P-I-N-C-U-S, and you'll be able to see it there. Here are some more audio recordings and interviews from our trip to the NRA. You know, I'm going to start off with Tan and I taking off really early in the morning in a couple of little recordings there, and then we'll go into some interviews. Welcome back to Talking Lead. It is 4 friggin' 30 in the morning, and left hand and I... Yo, it's left hand. 
are heading to NRA. This is going to be our makeshift episode. We'll pop in and out throughout the day. And uh, right now, I can't feel my face. I'm so tired. EDC check. Oh, Lord. Uh, on my 4 o'clock, on my hip, I got a clock 19. Uh, inside the console, I got the 1911 and the 357 Magnum Taurus. Sweet. I'm packing the Walther PPS on the hip today. And I've got the new Ruger LC9 for the ankle carry. But I'm not ankle carrying because i got shorts on. That would be awesome. You need to ankle carry with the shorts. <laughs> I could do that. In, in Tennessee, anyway. Yeah. Texas, we can, though. Of all states, Texas, you can't open carry. That's ridiculous. You would think in the Wild West you could open carry. Well, that's ridiculous. All right. So I'll get left hand to put a seatbelt on so this doesn't beep anymore, and uh, we'll pop back in a little later. Can you take those? So we are going down the road. We're about to hit Arkansas here in a few, actually an hour and a half or so, and we're making sure that we have all the laws correct for Arkansas and Texas. So left hand over here is going over all the different laws we printed out. Very important when you're on a road trip, if you're going to carry weapons, that you know all the states you're going to be passing through. Our trip, we're just going to be passing through two states. Well, actually passing through one state to get to our final destination of another state, Arkansas and Texas. So we're kind of doing a quick bone-up on uh, bone-up. Doing a bone-up? They're doing a bone-up. We're doing... I'm kicking you out we of the are, car right uh, <laughs> No more truck ride for you. We are studying, learning. We're learning ourselves these laws real quick, just review. And uh, just kind of going over Arkansas right now. Places off limits, even with a permit. Uh, most places you'd expect uh, any police station or sheriff's station is prohibited. Uh, any building of the Arkansas State Highway Transportation Department, uh, any detention facility, any courthouse, any courtroom. So basically, nowhere that we're planning on going. Well, now if we get hungry and we want to stop, there's thing in here for. Uh, restaurants and any portion of an establishment except a restaurant as defined in one of their code code annotated which we'd have to look at that that is licensed to dispense alcoholic beverages for consumption on the premises any portion of establishment except a restaurant where beer or light wine is consumed on the premises and then it goes into any school, college, community college, or university campus building or event, unless for the purpose of participating in an authorized firearms-related activity. Okay, any licensee entering a private home shall notify the occupant that the licensee is carrying a concealed handgun. So, you know, if we want to go knock on Granny Smith's door down here, we have to inform her that we have a firearm before entering her place of residence. Um, here's the definition of restaurant. Restaurant means any public or private place which is kept, used, maintained, advertised, and held out to the public or to a private or restricted membership as a place where complete meals are actually and regularly served. Such place being provided with adequate and sanitary kitchen and dining equipment. Why does it have to be sanitary? Because I don't want to get... 
screwed up bowel disease. Well, so if it's unsanitary, then this this doesn't apply. So all they have to do is have an unsanitary kitchen. And then it's not considered a restaurant. Well, they're probably not going to be legally open either. Thus, then it wouldn't... Then we could carry. Anyway. uh, And seating capacity of at least 50 people and having employed a sufficient number and kind of employees to prepare, cook, and serve suitable food for its guests or members. So that's where we get to carry then. But they have to be kind employees. What does it say about like uh, notifying a cop if you have... It, that's in there too, I think. Yeah, but did you hear that? Because they, I, have, they I, have to be kind employees. They have to be kind employees. That's what it says, and kind. <laughs> so if we go in and we deem that the employees are rude and a bunch of jerks, then we technically aren't allowed to carry in there. That's what it says. Kind so we got. So yeah. we we've got to make sure that when we go in there, we we they're nice people, so we can carry. That's right, and they have to be sanitary. At least one meal per day shall be served, and the place shall be open a minimum of five days per week, with the exception of holidays, vacations, and periods of redecorating. So we are about to pass a police officer, and I'm... Should I just swerve and like do a U-turn in the interstate and say, Hey, what's the laws here? Look, can we pet your puppy? <laughs> You're a canine unit. Oh, look at that cute puppy. Drug task force on the interstate. I don't think they're looking for us. Although, <laughs> we get pulled over. We got all these Maxpedition bags and guns everywhere. Officer, yes, uh, we are fully loaded and armed to the teeth. He'll probably want to search everything. So, what does it, what does it say about the, uh, do you have to notify a police officer? Must inform officer immediately on contact by law. Question. Yes. Ah, so that's not like Tennessee. Tennessee, you don't have to. Uh, But in Arkansas, it looks like we do have to notify them as soon as we have contact with them. According to this printout you've got here, is this up-to-date? Yep. Delio? Yes, it is. Do no gun signs have the force of law? Yes. Any place at the discretion of the person or entity exercising control over physical location of the place by placing at entrance, which I read that earlier. So uh, if they've got it posted prohibited, then you're not allowed to uh, carry. We're passing buck snort. I'm sure a lot of our listeners who aren't in the south would love to hear that we're passing a town called Buck Snort. So now it's time for us to go into a couple of the interviews that we did down there. We're going to start off the interviews with some friends of ours that we met down there. We had connected with them on Twitter a while back, but we just have never been able to uh, get together and do a show or, or anything along those lines since we connected there. Now we are going to play the interview we did with them, Reaper Outdoors, awesome, awesome show. Then I'll do a hunting lodge and then a couple of ammo2go.com interviews and Lionheart Firearms, which is a relatively new firearms company. They've got some really cool guns. I hope you like it. Hi right, everybody, it's Zeke with Talking Lead. I'm left hand. And, <laughs> and I'm stretching a lot with the mic, so you're going to hate this, but we're here with Reaper Outdoors. They've got a show on... Pursuit Channel. Pursuit yeah. Channel, yeah. They've got a show on the Pursuit Channel, and this is Reaper 01, Reaper 02, and Reaper 03. How y'all doing? 
We're doing great. Doing great. Thanks awesome. for having us up here, Zeke. Yeah, no problem, no problem. And y'all do, y'all got a very unique show, right? It's more, you hunt and you survive at the same time? Oh, absolutely. It's okay. a, really, it stands by this, tactical hunting and survival. And what we do is we throw all that together, we use all those skills, and we go out there and hunt the animal, target it, hunt it, take it, and eat it. Gotcha. And it's usually just the three of you, maybe one more person, right? Correct. Yeah, it's just us out there doing it. Uh, it's three of us. Sometimes we bring out a fourth guy, but for the minute, this is the Reaper team right here. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, we may uh, sneak out there with you one time. Y'all could scare the hell out of us. <laughs> <laughs> what are your easier uh, tricks, maybe? Uh, what uh, what I want to know is, do you guys have certain roles or jobs while you're out in the field? Oh, shows? sure. Some sure. one person responsible for something? Well, like he's the host of the show, which everyone should know that, Reaper Zero One. And then Reaper Zero Two is the main camera guy. And yep. then I'm B-roll and still. So, but we're, we're all, you know, everybody gets out there. I get to be in front of the camera and do my thing. But at the same time, you know, these, we get tags. We'll all have tags. So if I tag out, then these guys jump on the weapon. One thing they do is don't put zero one on the camera, but I get my hands on it every once in a while. Yeah. So, what's so that, what happens when you get your hands on the camera? I don't know. I haven't really broke anything yet. <laughs> this guy has broken a camera, and he runs it a couple times. Yeah, I dropped it out of a tree at 20 feet, but he had lost his glove five minutes before that, and I was making fun of him. And the camera fell right on the glove and survived. So it, 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 it took the screen and snapped it off, and they didn't tell me, and they closed it. The eyepiece is crooked in it, and I'm like, "What's going on?" I open this. You broke it, and I was like, "No, I don't think so." The reason we don't tell him anything though, because all he does, he bitches about it. I can't believe you guys did this. Like, when we're out here hunting in the middle of nowhere, so he goes ahead, but he welded it together. He's so cheap, can't get it fixed by you know somebody who does it. I couldn't find the screws, so I took it to my weld shop, put it together. So y'all basically. Y'all pulled a redneck version of Tommy Boy on him. Like when he goes oh, to the door and it falls over. What did you do? <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. It was crazy. It was fun. Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, well, I've been a SEAL for 25 years. And uh, right now I'm getting ready to retire, so I'm going to do this full time. Awesome. And we're going to take it to the people out there and make sure they understand what tactical and hunting, how that overlap works. Then, uh, you know, outdoors, my brother and I, John, we grew up in Backwoods, PA. And we lived in Alaska, one-room log cabin, dirt floor. Literally, when we were small, we didn't have any, uh, we really didn't have any money. So we lived off the land. So our parents did a great job. And you ate most of the food from what I'm looking at. Look at me. Well, of course. (laughs) That's why he eats like this and I eat like this. I just pick away. (laughs) And then, of course, Doug, he can tell you his background, NFL star here. Yeah, I'm from Ohio. Played football at Ohio State uh, with Atlanta and Tennessee. And uh, met Ron, actually doing some extra training. And uh, go Titans, you know it. <laughs> yeah, my background's just uh, hunting, living off the land when I was a kid. And then, uh, you know, I live in New Orleans and, you know, hook up with these guys, go have some fun, awesome. you know, get out of the city. What kind of was that moment where y'all are like, let's do a show? Uh, well, actually, they drug me into it yeah, because okay. they were talking about it and said, oh, it'd be perfect for my brother to come in on this with us. And I was yeah, like, we, oh. we had known each other for a while. And when I was in Iraq, you know, we were sending care packages out, doing all that cool stuff. And uh, we're talking on the phone, and our dad was filming his hunts, mm-hmm. and he wanted to break into that. That was his dream. So what we ended up doing was, was like, let's pull that SEAL element, that what you do as far as jumping out of planes and doing all this stuff, bring that into the wilderness world. So uh, with Doug's background and John's background, we just 
met up in Mississippi, and we just whiteboarded some things, got some ideas together, said, hey, let's do this. And we just took off from there. And And we don't want to grow up. None of us want to get real jobs. We're not supposed to. Yeah, no, <laughs> no growing That's up. That's what we all strive to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the concept itself is brilliant in my mind. I mean, the survival shows are huge right now. You get the dual survival, mm-hmm. bear grills, all those guys doing that. Hunting shows are big too, but you don't see the both. Every now and then, like on dual survivor survival they'll kill a pig or something yes but that's like once every month yeah, but, you never but this is like firearms. the combination of both yeah. you're using firearms you i mean it, the concept's amazing i like it yeah firearms you know in the world of survival back when this country was founded yeah. you know firearms played a big role in american history in fact that's why we have america today and that's why we're here at the nra show you know supporting because you know people tend to forget how this country evolved and what we had to fight for back then. Right. So, and, and to get back to your point of hunting and survival, people hunted from day one to survive. Right. And whatever technology they could use from, from day one of throwing rocks to now using weapons. So, you know, our concept is this. If you have the best weapon system out there, why not use that weapon system to go out there and collect your kill and get your food? Yeah. And, you know, we just take it to a whole nother level when it comes to all that stuff and yeah. just bring awareness to it, you know? Talk to us a little bit about one of uh, your most memorable episodes that you've had to date. I think I think the one we probably favor the most, or we have a couple. They're all great, but we went to Maine. Maine was a, a true adventure. A friend of mine, a veteran, it's up there running a guide service. What he does, he brings people into a camp and he does all this stuff. And I said, hey, can we come up there and hunt? You know, that's how you get these hunts. And he's like, yeah, come on, I'll set the plan. He literally planned this hunt out. And what he did was had some canoes. So we canoed in. We had a remnants of a hurricane sweep through there while we're on this hunt. We had to literally fish to get food because the bear, because everything just kind of, we're bear hunting. And the uh, bear just weren't reacting normal just because of the weather. Mm -hmm. So we ended up one day, we caught one fish between the three of us. Wow. The next day we had eight. We got eight fish, and, and that was, we were fat, dumb, and happy, <laughs> laying on the side of that lake, like, oh, this is awesome. So I would have to say, in my opinion, I think the main hunt was probably one of the favorite events to do and go out there and make yeah. it happen, because it was true survival Right. while we were out yeah, there. Yeah, and at the end at the last minute, we were in a, our hide site doing our thing. We got some. We got a call from Matt, the guy, and he said, hey, man, we got a hot bait site over here. Picked us up, Reaper style, drove in a truck, back down there, last day. Ron and I are in the hide. Bear comes in. Ron takes it with a bow. I mean, it was it was awesome. We're hungry as hell, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but we had other ones where, you know, in Texas, San Antonio, we did an dad hunt down there. Yeah. And that environment was treacherous because just it was hot, 104 degrees in the middle of the day. So we had to build shelter, you know, to get out of that, bring that water, very limited in water. And, you know, the dad itself and the terrain they can follow and get on, we had a heck of a stock and a heck of a time getting out there and doing our thing. Mm-hmm. So that was an adventure. So they're all adventures. They're all great. Sure. Just, we don't have enough time to name them all. So what people got to understand is that when you guys go out, it's just the three of you. You guys don't have a, a crew that goes out with you and, you know, you got a cameraman and, a, you know, all this no, stuff. Yeah, it's exactly. just the three of you guys are working the cameras. You're doing the guns. You're doing everything yourself. Absolutely. You know? What we take in, we take back out, too. We don't leave our trash laying there. You don't even know that we existed in the environment that we were at, operating in. Yeah, that's a great point, too. And sometimes, you know, we do take it, like you said before, we'll take a fourth guy 
because we want to get certain angles and, and bring that in. Or if there's a landowner who wants to go with us all day long, because they, they have allowed us to come on their property and hunt these animals. And then, you know, if there's, uh, you know, wounded warriors, we'll do that all day. I mean, you, how would you turn that down, you know, to bring them in and, and do that? So we do those events as well. So we want to capture that, so we'll bring a fourth guy in, whether it's taking pictures or B-roll type uh, footage. Gotcha. You know. Yep. So what's the, or were you going to ask another question? Uh, I got another. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask him contact information. Okay, yeah. I was going to ask you, uh, what do you got coming up? Can you reveal that yet? Give us a little taste. Yes, I'll give you, I'll give you a great taste. Well, what we have coming up this year is we have some amazing hunts coming up. Really, right now, with the insertion platforms we're using and how we're going to utilize that in the hunt, entertainment value is going to be off the charts. But the hunts that we're going to be doing and the way we're going to be surviving, because we've learned a lot in the last two years, you know, two and a half years of filming and getting this stuff going. But this year, we're going to take it to a whole nother level, stuff that hasn't been done that we know of, at least in this world. So that's the next level, next step. So we're going to be hunting, surviving, and bringing all that tactical stuff. Now, now when we come, you can just drive us in as the insertion. <laughs> Negative. Yeah. Okay. Negative. If you need us, we'll give you our uh, pen. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing yeah. exactly what you, you guys have do. to go with us the way we're going to do it exactly what. All right, so. The most intense one. <laughs> and speaking of intensity, I, I know these things, like you're saying, I mean, you guys may go days without eating. Uh, and just the three of you out there, I mean, do you get on each other's nerves? Has there ever been, you know, a fisticuff situation or anything like that uh, that comes to mind? You know what? It's not necessarily fisticuffs. They're brothers. I feel like I'm one of their brothers now. So it's that brotherly getting on your nerves, personalities get a little grinding. But as far as Fisco, he's not going to fight me. He knows that's not going to work, right? <laughs> I'm not going to fight him because he's smaller than me. And he's a SEAL. So who's gonna beat him up? So, he just looked at him. He trumps everybody, right? <laughs> That's I awesome. Him. He just puts me in holds. He knows how to fight. It's no fun. We've done some stuff, and it was just—you know—it's kind of funny. It's just more. That's where experience comes in. He's young tough and all that good stuff but you know just that experience you know you never it's just like your dad right you know you always, no matter how old your dad gets he's always the man that can whoop your ass no matter what <laughs> so he's not my daddy but we do we <laughs> we have a great relationship to the point where you know we do get on each other's nerves we all have our own you know worlds and our own mindsets about and our own ideas but at the same time we'll get at it and then we're off of it, and we're moving, and we're just laughing, hoking, and joking. Kind of like the old Viking world, you know? We're drinking your mead and just out there doing your thing. It's and more, that's that's how we are. It's more in the editing room, man. We get yeah. we get our nerves way more in the editing oh, yeah. room than we ever do out oh, in the field. Sure. Yeah. Out in the field, it's more focused. Your nature, things are going good usually, you know? It's not as bad. <laughs> so you're saying there's mead on these trips? <laughs> No, not on the trip. Oh. Afterwards, for celebration, we will have there some beer. Go. There we go. Some homebrew. Home no brew. alcohol and firearms. And Absolutely not. <laughs> so, uh, Reaper Zero One, uh, tell us a little bit about tell how our listeners can find the show, your website, any contact information. Absolutely. All you got to do is go to ReaperOutdoors.com, and you'll find us there. That'll have all the channel information and everything you need. Get on to Facebook and like us, of course, and then Twitter. Gotcha. And then, you know, we air on the Pursuit Channel this year. I'll tell you what, it's a great show and a great time, and thank you for having us here. Hey, no problem. And as always, keep, keep your loved, loved ones, ones close and your firearms closer. Hey, guys, it's Zeke here with Talking Lead. Left hand here. And we are here with Jason and Jennifer. Jennifer. How are y'all doing? Doing well, doing well. Doing good. Very good. They're with ammo2go.com, and we're going to let them talk a little bit about their company and what they do. 
Do you want to start us Who off? Who wants to go first? <laughs> ammo to go is an online ammo store. What we do, we uh, you can go online, get your ammo, and we'll ship it to your door. Standard UPS uh, charges apply. Everything. The good thing about our website is the second it sells out, we have real-time inventory. So it completely disappears and goes off of our website. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, so that you know when you go to our website and you see a product, you can rest assured that it is in stock. We do have it, and you are going to get your merchandise. So that's the good thing that kind of sets us apart from everyone else is you're not going to go online and see a bunch of out-of-stock items. So none of this, uh, you put your order in, and then a week later you get this notice that, oh, sorry, it's back ordered. Right. No, we do know back orders. I mean, of Hate course, that. mistakes happen. I mean, there sure. is an occasional inventory error, but... but 99.9% .9 of the time, if you order it, you're going to get it. Gotcha. So, yeah. And we also ship to Alaska, Hawaii, all over the country. Okay. So, wherever it's legal, right? Wherever we wherever can we ship. Wherever we can, exactly. exactly. Wherever we can ship. What, uh, what states can you not ship to? There's there are no states. Yeah. There's only cities. Cities. There's certain yeah. cities right. we cannot sell to, but there's no state. Maybe like that Chicago. We Correct. <laughs> we can't. San yeah. Francisco. Detroit. San Francisco. San Francisco Detroit. New York City. But a lot of that's only mags right. and the specialty ammo. Mm -hmm. Pretty much like if you want to order nine millimeter FMJ, we You're can send to. that anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much, you know. Pretty much. So. That's good and y'all yeah. can get. Any caliber, or yeah, is there anything absolutely. you can't get access to? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how we've grown is um, special orders. When a guy comes up to me and says, hey, do you carry this, and I don't carry it, I'll buy him whatever he needs, and then we'll buy more stock for the store, and at okay. that point it becomes an everyday stocking item. Gotcha. So, I mean, you know, with the customer's help, that's how we've grown. I mean, we pretty much carry every caliber known. Gotcha. Except explosive rounds and stuff like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We do carry some specialty. Do you have incinerary? Yeah. We, we do, do carry those? We do carry incinerary, awesome. tracer, uh, stuff like that. What about like uh, training rounds? Absolutely. Do you? Yeah, okay. we deal with law enforcement across the country from small small sheriff's departments to, uh, you know, up higher. Do you do the simunition? Uh, no, we're not in the simunition. Um, there, is, there is a little bit of a buzz going around about that. Um, we, haven't, we haven't branched off into that yet. So. Give us a little bit of a history about your company, how you guys came to be. Well, Am Ammunition to Go started in uh, started about 11 years ago. Uh, my brother-in-law, which is her brother, John, started a company in college. Um, was doing gun shows across the country in the South for uh, about five years. And then in 2007, uh, com was born. Um, he went through the election the first go-around in, in 2008 and uh, decided that he wanted to move on to other things. And we had an opportunity of a lifetime, so we, we jumped all over it and uh, cool. just really started to promote and, and, and push the brand and uh, try to make it a household name. So, uh, you know, that's how it started. You know, without without her brother, we wouldn't be where we are. So we, uh, we really appreciate, you know, everything he's done for us. Are you all starting to see ammo become more available in the last few weeks? Really with the, with the no. bands being shot down, not not necessarily. Um, what we've done, what what's happened is, I mean, actually, all America's bought up the annual production in a matter of a week. You know, wow. So uh, it's going to take a good while for the pipeline to fill back up. But, but we're, you know, I'm pretty satisfied with the current climate that we're in. That we are receiving a fair amount, especially for what we're going through right now. So, is, is, would you think that the, the reason for the shortage, other than you know obviously everybody buying up a year's supply in a short amount of time, is that the manufacturers didn't allocate enough resources to be able to produce? No, I really know, that think much. the manufacturers did the best they could. Um, 
they knew what happened in 2008. I think uh, I think they revamped everything to, to keep this from happening. But they saw it coming. Once once a demand like this, there's there's really nothing you can do about it. You know, uh, you know, with the raw materials and and I mean, it's just we're in a tough situation right now, and it's going to take a while for ammo to get back to normal. Yeah, it is. So tell us a little bit about the other stuff y'all offer too. You know, we carry a full line of accessories, AR parts, uh, stocks, four ends. Uh, we've got a pretty good selection of optics. Um, we uh, deal with EOTech and Trigicon. Um, you know, Aimpoint? Uh, no, actually, I, Aimpoint came and talked to me yesterday, so I'm going to start doing some stuff so with Aimpoint. Down yeah. The road. Yeah. We sell backpacks, Icon, gun bags. Anything like that? You know, we did Nikon for a long time. Uh, rifle scopes aren't the aren't the best for an online business, in my opinion. Guys want to feel them, look through them, touch them, and stuff like that. Uh, we did well with Nikon for a while, um, but we decided that wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't worth it. Yeah, exactly. So, but yes, we do uh, backpacks, gun cases, magazines galore. You know, knives, knives. All kind. We, I mean, we pretty much sell everything besides the firearms. Exactly. Gotcha. Uppers. Yeah. We've got a yeah, full line uppers. of uppers when I can get them in. You know, from 458 SOCOMs to 556s, 300 blackouts. Um, Did you say 300 blackout? <laughs> 300 blackouts. I just, I just yeah. happen to be in the market for one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, survival food, survival stuff, you know. Um, so, they just go to ammo2go.com and shops or you got a very user-friendly Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, they can you know, browse through all the products. That's that's one of the best things we've got going for us is everybody feels that we've got one of the easiest web pages to navigate through. And, um, you know, our customer service is very, very important to us. I mean, we want to make sure that everybody that comes to us has a good experience all the way around. You know, we can't make every single person happy, but we, we do strive to do that. And uh, whether it's giving free T-shirts or, you know, we, we do we do try to have the best customer service in the business, and I think that's that's helped us get to the place where we are. What would you say is your top seller outside of ammo? Outside of ammo, top seller? Magazines. Yeah, it would definitely have to be magazines. Magazines. We've yeah. got a huge selection of magazines. Are so, you yeah. guys pretty stocked up on the high-capacity magazines? Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so you do have Glocks, ARs. That is correct. Uh, well, whenever Ruder, it, during the height, when everybody was sold out of the high-capacity magazines, we were still cheaper than everybody online, and we still had high-capacity magazines. Wow. So, and we still have a lot of high-capacity magazines. We prepared magazines. for this for over so, two yeah. years and prepared well. Right. To the point where... You know, if, if it didn't go our way, we were going to be in trouble. <laughs> you know, right. we, we put a lot of effort into making sure we had plenty of inventory. And after, during the hype, I mean, most people were out. We, we had good business for another two months. Um, yeah. We had good enough business to have a backlog of, of over 40,000 orders. That's right. not back orders. That's a backlog. Wow. That we just... We had to get to to ship out. Yeah, we I mean, we had so the ammo. Yeah. We had the ammo. We just had to get just to that order to, to get it out yeah. to them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we, we ran two ships from uh, 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. six days a week um, to get to get over that hump. And uh, you know, once we did, now we let all the all the inbound stuff that came in over the last few months. Now it's starting to it was starting to stack up. Now we're starting to list that every day. So we're putting we're updating the webpage every single day. But you have to get on there quick, and you have to watch it because it sells out. It'll go fast, just as quick as you put it up. Yeah. Well, and then another thing I would like to say is for uh, customers that get online, if you friend us on Facebook, about 20 to 30 minutes before we post good items, like premium, like 
long rifle 9mm 40-223. We do post it on Facebook. That kind of gives all of our Facebook friends a little heads up to let them know, hey, jump online. We're listing some 22 long rifle right now. So, okay. cool. you know, or 9mm. So. so you got a little tickler system in place on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise, you know, you just jump online and it's just gone. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's Sorry. it's gone in minutes. Yeah, you can have an invoice of so, five, uh, five line items. You list the first line item. By the time you get through listing the fifth one, it's gone. we're talking it's minutes. It's gone. The top line item is gone. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's crazy. That is wild. Do you guys have a, one of those little tickler systems that, uh, <laughs> that says, okay, we're out of this. Do you want to be notified when it's in stock do you guys have one of those kind of systems i've seen that on you have to websites. the problem we yes we do but the problem with it is you have to have purchased that item already once okay and then you have to have it in your cart and then at the bottom of the cart it says notify me when this ammo comes back so okay. yes and no we do i mean you can't just jump online sure and click to be notified but that's a pretty good uh, system yeah once you've already purchased it, it once the uh, the people who, yeah, exactly, Absolutely. exactly. So yeah. Now, do you guys put a limit on what people can buy? Absolutely, no Absolutely limitations. Not. The only thing we're doing is limiting the amount that we're putting on per day, gotcha. and the only reason we're doing that is to keep our backlog under control. Right. So we don't have two-week shipping. So work with That's smart. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also said so that we have ammo because if we listed everything. We'd be literally gone, gone in three days, and, and none yeah, of us could, would have a job. You guys would be in Hawaii somewhere, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Now, waiting for the ammo to come back. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Very nice. Well, give a little bit about the contact information, how they go through Ammo to Go to get some more ammo and all that stuff. Little plug, phone call, phone numbers, websites, whatever you have. Yeah, you can go on uh, ammo2go.com website it has all of our contact information but we also you can also call if you don't have a computer you can call into the store it the number is 979-277-9676 and we'd be happy to place an order for you over the phone for those of you that don't have a computer and they are really easy to do it deal with user friendly I've ordered stuff from them. It's a great company to deal with, so make sure you go to ammo2go.com and get yourself some stuff. I'm here with Pete from Buck Run Hunting Lodge in South Carolina. How's it going, Pete? Great, great. Good, good, good day. Very good. Uh, we are wanting to start doing some hunting shows on Talking Lead, and we will be doing that soon here in the fall. By the time you hear this, it may be closer to the fall with my editing slowness. But uh, tell us a little bit about the company, Pete. Well, Buck Run Hunting Lodge was founded in, in 1992. Uh, we are a full-service hunting operation in the low country of South Carolina, which is in the bottom part of the state. Uh, we're on the Savannah Riverside, which be the west side of our state. Right. We're about 50 miles north of Savannah, Georgia, 50 miles west of Hilton Head uh, Island, South Carolina, 50 miles west of uh, Beaufort, South Carolina, about 70 miles south of Augusta, Georgia. Sure. So we're 50 miles from everybody. <laughs> so we are a full-service hunting operation. We hunt white-tailed deer, uh, eastern wild turkeys as well as uh, wild feral hogs gotcha well with you said 8,000 acres earlier right that that, that pretty much puts you close to 50 miles from everybody <laughs> that, 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 that's right you know that's that's a lot of land to uh, to manage and maintain but uh, 8,000 acres is correct awesome 
And uh, y'all have, you said deer, turkey, and wild hog hunts? That is correct. Does South Carolina have a limit on the hogs? I know Texas right now with the issue they're having, it's 365, 24-7. I think that's pretty much the case everywhere. No, we do not have a limit. You can hunt them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, night hunting has just been legalized in the state, so we can actually hunt them at night. We don't do that. We don't need to. We harvest enough in the traditional manner. And when's the uh, deer season for uh, South Carolina? We have uh, one of the longest seasons in the nation. We actually open August 15th. That particular time frame until September 14th is bucks only. Uh, Our antler deer season comes in in September 15th. And our entire deer season runs through January 1st. Gotcha. And there's no, you said there was no limit on bucks in South Carolina, but y'all do put a limit on uh, your guests that come, right? In, in our particular part of the state, we do not have a limit on bucks whatsoever. We, we're very liberal in our limits at the lodge. We allow our hunters to harvest actually one buck per sitting, which would be two per day, okay. one in the morning and, and one in the afternoon of every day they're there. Gotcha. Very nice. And then, um, so if somebody wants to schedule uh, a trip out to Buck Run Hunting Lodge, what, what do they need to do? Well, they can call us on our telephone. It's 803 803- 625-3791 or they can contact us via our website which would be www.buckrun.com What's some of the uh, coolest little hunts that y'all have done over there? Well of course we cater to the family. Uh, our, our lodge is more known. We're not a country club. We're not a party place. We we do actually cater to family style hunting and I guess the most rewarding thing would, for us would be the children. Right. The first timers, the, the, the non-hunters mm-hmm. uh, and the people experiencing their first harvest, whether it be deer, turkey or hog, whatever. Uh, and matter of fact, we just had one of those last week, a 13 year old, uh, first time hunter from Florida, awesome. never seen a turkey nor a hog, right. was able to kill both the same day. Awesome. So that was very rewarding. <laughs> so. Now, if somebody's from another state, like we're from Tennessee, do we have to take a South Carolina hunter safety course, or does what we have carry over to y'all state? Our law says this. Anyone born after June the 30th of 1979 mm-hmm. must have successfully, successfully completed a hunter safety course approved by the state of South Carolina before we can sell them a hunting license. You actually do not even have to have a hunting license in the state of South Carolina until you're 16. Okay. So youth under 16. 16 years of age can hunt free without a hunting license, but basically we honor everybody's hunter safety course. Like, is there an age limit, like youth-wise? Because my daughter, she's seven, and I want to take her on a hunt this year. And is that is there a limit to that? Or? No, there is not. Actually, our, our youngest hunter to ever have harvested a deer was seven years old. Oh, okay, awesome. So, Try to get my daughter a deer this year. There, there you go. There you go. Awesome. We have we have a lot of young hunters. I mean, eight, ten year olds that harvest the first deer, and we generally uh, are able to accomplish you know twenty to twenty five of those first time youth harvests per year. Right. Do you have any uh, special hunts like youth hunts, charity hunts, anything along those lines throughout the year? We do not. What as far as a, a special hunt, what we do, we allow our kids to come in at about a. 25% of the actual cost, they're considered a non-hunter, okay. and they hunt with an adult, okay. and they act as one hunter you know, during the, their, their hunting stay, and they're able to harvest animals as well as the parent because of our liberal limits. Gotcha. gotcha. Very nice. Well, go ahead and give your uh, contact information again so our listeners can find out how to get a hold of you and set something up. Okay, once again, that would be Buck Run Hunting Lodge. Uh, we're located in Estill, South Carolina. Telephone number is 803-625-3791, or we can be contacted through our website, which would be www.buckrun.com. 
All right, so everybody out there, all you lead heads, make sure you check out Buck Run Hunting Lodge. Uh, great people, great guy. It sounds like they have a great facility too. So, thank you very much, Pete. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're near South Carolina. All right, we're here with Jared from Lionheart Industries. Jared, tell us a little bit about your company. Okay, Lionheart Industries is a new firearms company that uh, just introduced our firearms at SHOT Show a few months ago uh, in Las Vegas. And two years ago, my partners and I set out to have a firearm as well as a firearms line that had the best of everything because we, we got tired of sending firearms out to have a certain finish put on them or different sights put on them. We wanted one that, in our mind, was the best of all worlds in one single See you, Gabby. One single product, and, and, we, and we, think we've, we, we think we've cracked that nut here with our firearms. So right now we only have 9mm and we have three models. We have a compact, a full size, and a full size of the light rail, and it's our LH series, Lionheart series. What we've done is, the best finish we can find is a Cerakote finish. I, I mean, if there's a better finish out there, by all means, let us know, but we haven't seen anything better. It's a nice, durable, thick coat of Cerakote we have on these, and a standard. You don't have to send these out, and the price of the Cerakote is not added into my MSRP or anything like that. It's just a finish that needs to be on these guns. So the best finish you can find is Cerakote. The best sights we can find is Novak sights. They're adjustable, they're perfect for any type of shooter, so we have Novak sights as standard. And as far as I know, we're the only firearms company that has a firearm that offered right now that has Cerakote finish and Novak sights as standard. And on top of that, we wanted to have a, a very unique and innovative grip design that is very durable when it's exposed. If you're in a, a holster or if you're putting it in a glove box underneath your car seat, whatever, that's going to last a long time. It's also very uh, comfortable in the grip of any, a male or female, no matter what size grip of hand. So we've got uh, one of the top designers in the now industry. Let's see, I've got the big hand. So, <laughs> oh. That feels really good. Yeah, it's it's that feels it's, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a rubberized grip. It almost feels like a hardened yeah. polymer, but it's not. It's right. a rubberized grip. Um, and we have one of the top designers in the industry that for accessories actually designed these for us um, as a personal favor, kind of. So it really helps you know keep the cost down of that. But at the same time, we so best finish Cerakote, best sights Novak best design on our grip we could find but on top of that we wanted the best platform to work from so we've gone with all forged components and all metal gun so you have forged aluminum frame stainless steel match grade chrome line barrel stainless steel slide so all that put together now you have a really good platform to work from on top of that the best trigger we could find is a standard single double action like you have with a semi-auto but now we have what's called double action plus so once it's cocked or you you, you have this thing ready to go you can push the hammer right back up with your thumb whether it's on safe, the apodextrin safety or not, it doesn't matter. You can push the ha hammer right back up. It's not decocked at all. As you can see, when the hammer moves, the trigger moves. Right. When the hammer is pulled back, you're in single action, trigger length and, and poundage. But now when you engage double action plus, push the hammer right back up, you have a double action length of a trigger pull, but you have single action weights, three pound trigger pull. Right. Very unique. So it increases first round tar on target accuracy uh -huh. dramatically. So three pounds, bang. So now, so for especially for female shooters or anybody that has a, a weakened forearm or some right. type of grip, because we have a lot of people that are out there that have some type of handicap right. that some of these guns don't allow them to shoot yeah. because of the operation. So we've been able to have this feature on there and increases first round on target actually dramatically. So I've talked to a lot of people at the range or you know up in age and they've said their arthritis help. You know they have to get guns that have really light triggers because they can't shoot. Exactly so, right. Yeah. And w which you know and and my, my fiance she's she's little and so when she starts pulling the trigger mm -hmm. that. It's so long and heavy, it starts right. to shake a little bit, and you start to overcompensate. Then the round's not on target. Right. 
or it's not hitting the target where you want to. So th this is something that's very ideal. So we put together everything we can find, the best of everything. So you got the, the finish, the sights, the trigger, all that, the grips, the, the materials, then the best loop system we could find yeah. and care for this is frog loop. We right. haven't found anything better. Yeah. We actually coated our gun with frog loop, cleaned it all up like they tell you to treat the weapon before you fire it, put it through a 5,000 round test. It's on our website or our Facebook page. Not one hiccup, not one issue, not one problem whatsoever with, the, with our weapon, weapon functioning. And once it was all done, cleaned it all up, it's good to go again. So 5,000 rounds. So this is kind of a boring video, but at the same time, it's there to show that these weapons will function no matter what happens. So we got the best of everything on this gun. On top of that, we went ahead and put together a case that doubles as a range bag because no matter how, how many firearms somebody has, they usually got a plastic case that they're never using. So this comes standard this with comes standard the, with our guns. Oh, nice. So it's a it's a nylon range bag. It's re, been redesigned by one of my partners, and he's has your frog loop cleaning system nice. in it. You got the rest of your cleaning stuff in here. You get two magazines with all of our guns, right. two 10 round magazines for our compact, a 13 and 15 round mag for our full size, your cable lock system, but all your nomenclature, your owner's manual, sure. everything for even our lifetime warranty card, everything's in here. And then you've got extra space in here for other items too. Your gun ships in this, but this is the way it ships as standard. A lot of our independent viewers out there have said this is the best case they've seen ship with a gun as standard that they've ever seen. So, and when it comes to having a firearm that is durable, everything you could, everything that I've discussed on these, you're talking a thousand plus retail right. price point. Our compacts start at six ninety five. Seriously, six ninety five. Tell tell, uh, tell our listeners how they can uh, find out about Lionheart. Lionheart, they, they can go to our website, which is lionheartindustries.com, L-I-O-N-H-E-A-R-T industries.com. Our Facebook page, keyword Lionheart Industries. Or they can email me, and, and if they're a dealer out there, because we're accepting uh, new dealers all the time, sure. and sometimes I can even offer same-day shipping. A lot of dealers can't get guns right now. Right. Where when... Uh, when we come around, it's great because they, even if they're hesitant about taking a risk on a new company, right. they get their guns quickly and they're selling really well once they educate the buyer on our firearms. And uh, they can reach me at J-E-R-R-O-D at lionheartindustries.com and we'll get them all the information they want. We have range gun programs that help uh, dealers with ranges or they have training courses to have these guns out there for them at a cheaper price and get, get the try before you buy out there. Yeah. So and once the public has been educated on these, they're starting to really adopt these as their everyday carrier or any type of personal defense weapon because it is that one that's going to last you a very long time and has the best of everything for a very low low price. The value is there. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Jared. Appreciate your time, man. Right. Thank you so much. And as always, left hand, keep your loved ones close and keep your firearms closer.